0: Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us all to be here today. We thank you for allowing us to live in a country where we can openly and freely worship and celebrate you, Lord. We pray for everyone in this room and everyone around our community, Lord. We pray that you just keep your hand on us. Pray that today's message is exactly what we need to hear. and You move John out of the way and just speak through him. These things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, today's, today's kids verse is going to be Psalms twelve six. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. I know. I love her just as much as she loves me. Maybe more. Okay, guys, I want you to listen to me now. The Lord's promises are pure. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Listen, God promises us certain things. And in God's Word, it says that His promises are pure. There's no no flaws or faults in them. And it goes on to say, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. So it's over and over and over purified there is no flaws in it, and if you take it if you take it an next another step, seven means completion so so it's purified all the times that it needs to be. it is one hundred percent purified. God has many promises, and what he promises us are real and pure and without fault or flaw where My question to you is, is where do we find his promises? Where Where? Bible, Bible, yes. The Bible is full of promises. I want to read one more set of verses with you before you go back to your kids, ranch kids. So if we go to 2 Corinthians, we'll go to the 3rd chapter. And I want to start in here about, I'm going to read a few of them. But I want to go, I want to start in here. Second Corinthians 3, 15, 16. Yes. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. But without God, we have this veil over our mind. We can't see the truth. But when we turn to God, the veil is taken away. That's a promise. If we turn to God, we'll be able to see things for real. Then there's another promise right behind it. It says, for the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom, another promise. God promises first that he'll take the veil off of our mind. Second, actually Corinthians. Did I say Chronicles? Uh, um, This is 2 Corinthians 3, 15, 16. Then in 17, it says, for the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the lord is there is freedom so that's another promise and it's pure and it's real and we can count on it it's purified all the times it needs to if we go to 18 and there's even more promises so all of us who have had the veil removed all of us that have turned to god we can now see the truth we now have freedom and reflect the glory of god god's glory the good things of god come through us his glory of the Lord and the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. So here's another two more promises actually is we're going to become more and more like him. We're going to be changed into his image. So let me pray over you real quick. I know it's a lot, but I know that also that the Holy Spirit has a way of penetrating your little minds that down the road someday you're going to need all of this. Heavenly Father, We love you, and I thank you, and I praise you for giving this wonderful church body the responsibility of these little people. Father, I just thank you for bringing them here. I thank you for the responsibility for us to pour the truth into them, and I thank you that your word is true. It is filled with promises. It is is absolutely true, and we can depend on it with our very lives. Father, I pray that each and every one of these little people is penetrated with the truth of that some way somehow in their own understanding and i pray this in jesus name amen aren't these guys amazing give them a hand Woo. how many we got here mm. and a hug for john go ahead. Ah, yeah. now we're talking One from you too, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's no such thing as too many hugs. It'd be like too much Holy Spirit. or that <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that She don't do that as easy as she used to. <laughs> Ooh, you guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. So, So this last week, I've really had this verse... Going through me over and over and over again and, and, it, and it started in a most amazing way as a friend of my daughter's called me. It was after my bedtime, but I was it happened that I was still up and she called me and she was struggling and she didn't know what to do and and like she was in one of these traps like that we get all the time. you know she was she was trapped that, that, that some of her actions had led to some results and some of those results were heavy and she was, has caused conflict with some people in her life and at the head of this situation that she was in was a person she thought she, was, she had assumed was a friend and this friend had told her that she felt called to reveal this sin problem that she had. Revealed to a lot of close personal friends to her. And it caused her the grief that you can imagine. And so as we're going through it. And I'm sharing her truth. And I'm sharing scripture with her. And, and we're having an amazing, enlightening, like only the Holy Spirit can do, conversation. She comes to this question to me. She says, uh, is it possible that she was really called To call me out in this way. It didn't take me but a second to come up with the answer. The answer is. Did she use the scripture that she used for you or against you? She's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, the truth of the matter is. Is my God is for us. We're being changed into his image. We just read that in scripture. We're being transformed into his glorious image as his followers. Our God is for you. So every scripture that I have read you for the last hour and a half has been for you. It's been for your future. It has been for your path to him. It's not dwelling on where you've been or the mistakes that you've made or the sin problem that you have. It's dwelling on Your future and where you can go in Him, and the freedom that's available to us in Him and through Him. All of this scripture has the purpose of drawing you to Him. So, it's really simple. If you want to know if that was from God or not, was that for you or was that against you? Since that time, I've really been, I've really been aware of us in our humanness and that scripture that verse let's go right there right now let's go to Romans 8 I think it's uh just give me a second Romans 8 it's down in there in the 20s 31 and that's where that where I get this verse from it says what shall we say about such wonderful things as these. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? I grew up with the wrong idea about God. I had this idea that he had this structure and these rules and this Bible was meant somehow for his enjoyment, but it wasn't for me. But somehow I had to conform in here some way, somehow, someday so I could separate heaven and hell eventually. Has anybody ever had ideas like that in your head when you were younger? Wrong God. That was some God that was not for me. Along the way, when I started seeking him, I run into this God that was absolutely for me. Not only was he for me in the moment, but he was for me in the future. I run into this God that didn't dwell on my past and my mistakes, this God that started showing me a future I couldn't even imagine, this God that had a plan for my life that was so much more fulfilling and so much more purposeful than anything that I could ever even dreamt up on my own. And so it is for each and every one of us. And so I have this question f- in, in here, in my mind, when we, as his followers, and we start to react to other people in different ways, are we for them? Are we against them? Now I want to read this verse to you again and then you think about it in a whole other way for just a second. What shall we say about such wonderful things of these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? And then you take it to yourself. I take it to me now and and it really holds me the fire it really puts some accountability on me it really puts some accountability on you but it also gives you it gives you some parameters that you know where you're at in this thing i'm being transformed into his image but somehow i have this choice in here i'm either for them or i'm against them i'm either using this for them to uplift them to build them so that they can be closer to the Lord, so that they can, so they, they can discover this amazing journey that God has waiting for them. Or I'm not only against them, but I'm against God himself. He did not plan for me to be against anybody. He planned for me to be for all of them, all of you, every person that comes my way. And so it is with you. And so I'm I'm asking you from this point forward to reflect on as you come as things come to you and some of them are very difficult. And sometimes you're put in these situations that are awkward and painful. And we want to react in certain ways. Are we for them? Or are we against them? Then we'll know where we stand. Furthermore, we get to find out right then, right there, if this is ultimately going to be successful. If we're against God, we already know you would not be here right now if you didn't know that when you're going against God and his word and his promises, it don't turn out. You would have never come through that door if you didn't already know that. So here we are now we've got this barometer we know in our actions in our life when we run into another human being instantly we can know if our interaction with them is going to be fruitful if it's going to be successful. Are we for them or are we against them? Now I want to take this to a whole nother step you know and and, and that's one point that I want to make. this is a two point message which i usually don't do but but i feel led here is is as responsibility in every way to help help us as a body to do things right and to do and to be successful and and if i am not for you then i'm actually against god and in every single way i need to be for you and Come up, come up here for a second, would you, Wes? Chris, too. I don't know where we're gonna go with this, but I'm—I got an idea or two. He's kind of showing me as we go, and you know, it's—it's it's crazy. It's crazy how it works, you know. In the—in the Lord, um, as I get before you, and I start reading the scripture, and it starts coming apart. That's happening in real time, like I've said before. The same thing will happen as if—if if we're in a situation. If somebody comes to me and they're asking for counseling, I'll just go to buy in some time because I know I have absolute confidence that the Holy Spirit's going to start peeling that apart and he'll start showing me the truth of the situation. He'll start showing me a verse that I need to share with them. He'll show me the truth of the deal. I'm not qualified to do it, not even close. But I trust him and he peels it apart and I have absolute confidence that the truth comes out and all that. And so here we are here, and, and God's word is full of promises. And I want us to be successful in everything that we do, every single avenue. We have several problems in our lives and in our community. First one is, is that we don't interact very good with other people. We interact really good with them when they're serving our purpose, but we re- interact really poorly when they're not serving our purpose. And so we, we're not for them unless it's handy. And so we've got to overcome that. The truth of the matter is if we want to be successful, we've got to be for them, period. We also have another huge problem in our community. Now, every time we turn on the TV, we hear trump and i'm all for him and i'm going to vote for him again i'm just telling you right now so if you're going to try to convince me otherwise i'm not going to do it (laughs) Um, but when he talks he talks about how glorious our economy is and he's not talking about woodward oklahoma when he's mentioning that I'm sure it's amazing in places, but it ain't here, okay? But the problem the way that I see it is probably from our own doing, and it's got to start right here in our own house. And as we go forward in this, I want to read some I want to read some verses. We're going to go to Malachi and in in Malachi, and then I'm going to ask these guys some questions. This this came up the other day and this is a in my lifetime I've only ever preached on this one other time, just a little bit. I've shared it twice. I've had other people share on this because I don't like diving in there because I don't like people thinking that somehow this ministry depends on you giving anything. If God can't save it, your tithe ain't going to mean diddly. That's just the way it is. But one time, Heather Leeper in Coldwater, she gave the most amazing message on tithing that I'd ever heard. And after that, Miss Tammy from White Horse Ranch, she gave a great message right here. But today, God showed me in a whole nother way. And what he really showed me is that I'm responsible. The truth of what I teach is responsible for your success. And so I want to break this apart. So turn with me, if you would, to Malachi. And I think it's about six that we're going to start in here. And then I got a couple questions for these guys right here. No, Malachi three, there ain't no Malachi six. malachi 3 6 let's try that we're going to just start right in here as soon as soon as soon as sheila catches up to where i'm at and uh, there we go we got it so i'm just going to blow through here and let the holy spirit open this up and i'm going to share a few things along the way and then we're going to ask these guys some questions and then we're going to have a real special moment here also he says i am the lord i do not change that is why you the descendants of jacob that is why you my people are not already destroyed we already know that we've done a lot that was against god we have we have something that we've earned praise god we got jesus that's rescued us from that verse seven ever since the days of your ancestors you have scorned my degrees and failed to obey them oh man haven't we all now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return if we have never gone away? Verse 8, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When, when did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. Now I want to stop right here for just a second. Does God really need our tithes and offerings? He's the King of kings, Lord of lords. He has, a, he has the cows on thousand cows on a thousand hills. He does not need our resources. They're his to start with. He don't need any of it. He already has proved that in this church body. This, this church body had every excuse to go away, and today the house is packed. That is only by his hand. So this has got to be for us. He is not putting a, he is not taxing us because he's against us because he wants to use our funds in some way that we're against. He is for us. We got to remember, if, there's a, if, there is a, if there is a promise that shows up, what does that promise mean? It is for us. He don't need it. He's God. Should people cheat God you have asked, you have cheated me, but you ask, what do you mean? When did, when did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due me. And here's the problem that it has. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. How could we say that in any way that Woodward, Oklahoma, has really honored God fully and truly? I mean, we just couldn't even make a case for that. Any more than I could say before you that I have, I have fully honored God in every aspect of my life. No, I can't build a case for that either. I can tell you that I'm working at it, and I can tell you that I'm fixing to tell you all the truth so that we can pull th- our local economy one person out of a, at a time right here, right now, out of this bind that we're in. Because our God is for us. Listen to this. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So there will be enough food in my temple. Now God could bring. He could supply that any way that he wanted to. But he chooses to do it through us. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So there will be enough food in my temple. If you do if you do says the Lord of Heaven's army I will open up listen to this I will open up the windows of heaven for you I will pour out the blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in try it put me to the test who doesn't want to be blessed so much that they can't contain it all I'm telling you what from my I've tried it every way I've tried to stop and figure up how much money I made And tithe in that way, but every time I've done it that way, when I got to it, Satan had already gotten almost all of it away from me, and I didn't have any left to give him. It was sucked out of me before I could get to that point. And as I go further, and as I go forward, and as I know more about Him, and I understand just how deeply He is for me. I am literally terrified not to get, uh, I'll tell you right now today, if I get paid something, I get it to him before I have any clue how much money I really made in there, and something crazy happens every single time. If you want to fix your personal economy, if you want to fix the economy of our community, we have got to start right here. Now, it does say bring all the ties into the storehouse, the place where your spiritual food is being kept. And so I want to tell you right now, if this is the house, tithe here. But if you come here and you're being fed in another house, do not put your tithe here. Put it where you're getting fed. It's not about this ministry. God's got this ministry. This is about your personal finances. This is about us living in the promises of God. This is about us fixing the economy of our community ultimately of the world that we live in i want to read just a little bit more bring all the ties into the storehouse we're going to read 10 again bring all the ties into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple if you do so says the lord of heaven's army i will open up the windows of heaven for you i will pour out blessings so great you won't have enough room to take it in try it put me to the test And here is my favorite part of all of this because I see it every single time. If I poke a little bit to him, this crazy thing happens. Your crops will be abundant. So this doesn't just impact. All of a sudden, everything that you touch becomes blessed. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease. Them things are just popping up. You give here, and these things are just popping up over here for your future. All of a sudden, the things that keep railroad in that my god starts protecting them your god starts protecting them why because he said he would he promised and his promises we already know are purified seven times over all the times needed hundred percent your crops will be abundant for i will guard them from insects and disease your grapes your fruit the fruit of the things you do your grapes will not fall from the vine they can but they won't Before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies, then, listen to this, then all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will have such delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So there's the truth. So I just got a couple questions for you. Why do you tithe? I need a mic before we get there.
2: Well, I tithe, and it wasn't, it's not something that I've done all my life. I, uh, I just was, uh, before I started coming to Thousand Hills, I was at a, a, a Pentecostal kind of word church, and, and, and they, they were big on the prosperity message and tithing. And So I learned a lot about tithing. Mainly I tithe because God says to. God, um, you know, he, everything that he chalks in that Bible is not just because he's blowing in the wind. It's it's meant for my good. He loves me. And and uh, when he says to tithe, I'm not sure, I think it's probably to do something with my uh, hoarding or not wanting to let go of, of, of certain things that he realizes that I need to let go of. And so he t- he tells me to tithe. And uh, all I can say is, it's crazy, it's a God thing, because you think, when I first started tithing, I didn't just dump 10%, and Jackie and I talked about it for a long time, like, how in the world are we going to get by if we start trying to tithe, And because uh, you know, you got kids, and you feel like, you just, there's just nothing left, like you said, at the end of the day, there's nothing left to... Uh, to it, to give but we just decided you know we're going to start and we st- started with five percent I think is what we started with and then every time I'd get a cost of living raise the next year we just got up to the tithe and God has just blessed us it's I don't know what it is it, it, it it's it's just that he gives you discipline that you didn't have before he puts new thoughts he, he gave us the idea of a, a new business that we got into and he's just blessed everything we put our hand to, and we're just, uh, you know, it's been just a smooth deal. I don't know how else to explain it other than God's good.
1: Yeah, God is good. (laughs)
0: Chris stole my thunder, but I (laughs) knew he would. Um, I tried it the other way. I thought I was young enough and smart enough and whatever enough to get by on my own. I couldn't do it. My blessings come from the Lord. It took me a long while to figure that out. And I have to go back there every now and then and remind myself that no one's perfect. We all we all slip. But I know where my blessings come from. And I'm not going to mess it up by not blessing him back. It's not the church's money, it's his money. Or if you want to call it a tithe, whatever, it's his blessings and please don't miss out on that. That's a that's something I don't want anyone to do is miss out on the blessing that that can be yours. It doesn't matter how much it is if anything, but just just be part of it and be blessed because it's it's an incredible it's an incredible blessing that I never want anyone to miss out on.
1: It's crazy it's crazy, you know, just to... The- Go ahead. You're here. You, d- you did it the first time.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't want to be part of this. Um, I just was reminding John that in Malachi, this is the only spot in the Bible that God tells you to test him. It's, he challenges you. Test him, and he'll prove to you that he is right, and, and he will bless you.
1: His promises are good. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so... I had to get me off out of a bind because I don't like preaching on this thing, okay? Because I don't like that people f- might think that I am, I am, yeah, out to get your money, you know? And, and so I avoid it. I, there's And there's certain verses, and God calls me out on that, and, and it came up earlier this week, and I'm like, oh, man, i got to figure out how to do this right and in, in him. And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is I am responsible to tell you the truth so that you can be successful. And we are responsible. Now, they, God has put these guys in a place of church leadership. They are, they are also responsible. So we as a church body, we, our desire is that you'd be crazy successful. We are for you, 100%. God is for us. And we are for you, we are for this body, we are for what God's gonna do with us in the in the, in the future, and it's amazing. So and then also as as we come now we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna switch gears one more time. Hang on, button take your seatbelt, cinch her down, we're gonna switch. Mike Case, where you at? I need Mike Case. Oh yeah, we might as well have his beautiful wife too. Yeah. We be better. These guys got to be in agreement here. So we started this year, we started this year with th- God, I was certain that the Holy Spirit had showed me that I, that, that I was to take us on a journey of self-discovery, that we're discover who we are, what our gifts are, what our sin problems are, and as we go down this journey of self-discovery, that ultimately we become so empowered and so curious that we seek what we're called to do, okay? My hope is that every person in this room, that every person that's watching on, on the live stream right now, ultimately, they, fa- they find what they're called to do. And it is so far outside of the box of what you think it might be. I mean, here I am before you, And it was so amazing. Here a couple months ago, I had my dear friend, Dusty Voorhees, and my dad. I called them to the front at the little church service we do at Buffalo in the evenings. And I called them up there, and I said, Did either one of you see any of this coming? And my dad's like, No. (laughs) Dusty's like, Well, sometimes you are preaching at me. (laughs) And then my dad went ahead, and he finished the comment. He said, uh, Really, I was a lot more afraid that you wouldn't even make it in the kingdom of heaven. God has this crazy plan outside of anything that I could have ever even dreamt up. And so it is for you. So here we got Mike, and he is discovering his calling. And uh, tell us a little bit about the journey. Can you share a little bit? I know you're on the spot. You weren't prepared for any of it, but just go ahead and spit a little out.
3: Well my friend Danny Randolph down here uh, put it in my head that me and him needed to start visiting the jailhouse and spreading the word and uh, we've attempted, haven't really got in. I mean I've got to visit with the jailers and pass on stuff to the inmates. Snuck around a couple of times and got to talk to him outside when I wasn't really supposed to. I mean, God opened that door for a few minutes, but uh, <laughs> I... Uh,
1: he was supposed to, it just the rules were different yeah, than yeah, what it was the a jailers thought.
3: I actually, the jailer turned her head once, so I, it was <laughs> meant to be. Uh, but I just see the, uh, the hunger that's there that they've... Probably haven't seen in their life or turned away from it or whatever that needs to be there.
1: And t- along the way, the craziest thing happened, but God called you to minister that you knew you're supposed to do it, right? Right. So, so then I was like, well, there's things that we can do. I can, we can get you in there through ordination. If God's called you, all we as a church body have to do is get in agreement with what God's already doing. Seems like a good idea to me. But I said, the first thing you need to do is you need to get, get with your beautiful wife, and you guys need to pray over this because your lives are fixing to change. You had an enemy before. Now you have a formidable one. He's, he's as much as our God is for us, he is against us, and he's, he's got a plan. He's hatching a plan even as we speak to get you guys sidetracked to build division between the two of you in all sorts of ways so you got to be in agreement you got to be praying for each other and and uh, so that's what you you went home and did and you're in agreement and so so what we're doing right here is we're getting an agreement with God and so this is the first this I'm going to just going to read it to you I can't read it somebody with (laughs) too dark I need either light or somebody with glasses on
0: it says here, Certificate of Ordination. This is to certify that Mike Case has been ordained into, into prison, jail, ministry. Therefore, he is now recognized as an ordained minister of the worldwide Christian ministry and has this day been public publicly set apart to the work of the gospel. This certificate was presented on March first, two 2020 by Thousand Hills Ranch Church at Woodward, Oklahoma. After observing the call of God on his life, we now... We have now ordained him into the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ with all the privileges, authority, and responsibilities. This ordination affords in accordance with the state, national, and international law. The ordination is for life or until he has been found unfit for the office according to the guidelines presented in, Christian, in the Christian scriptures. It's signed by Christa Zort. And is that your signature?
1: <laughs> yes, that is my oh, okay. signature. Okay. You okay. can't tell? And, and, uh,
0: I could read everything else, but yeah. your
1: signature.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's your people. Let me say one thing Mike Mike I'm just so happy for you for God to uh, exalt you and put you in this place I mean when most people run you know are in prison they have people running away from they don't want to do anything and I probably am a little guilty of that myself but to have people actually go to them and seek them out with the word of Jesus Christ Christ is definitely moving in your life and in their lives because he knows what they've been through Lots of guys make mistakes, women make mistakes, but God still loves them, and uh, for you to be able to shower them with with the Word of God and and your love, uh, you know, He's reaching a lot of people through you. And I just want to encourage everybody here, we all have a purpose. We all have people in our sphere that we can reach the gospel with, and we, we are called the love people, and gosh, it, most guys struggle, it's just and a great place to start is just in your family with your kids be exalting them lifting them up, the, showing them the word praying over them and then before you know it your sphere of influence will get just bigger and bigger so anyway that's all I have to say but Mike, congratulations
1: we're going we're going to have a close we're going to have the closing here but I you, you two fellas lay hands on both of these beautiful people, and I'm going to do some praying real quick over them, and then we're going to f- close this thing up. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for, for uh, Mike and Elaine's obedience. I thank you for their agreement with each other and you. It's a beautiful thing, and I praise you for allowing me personally and Thousand Hills Ranch Church to not only witness this, but to be a part of it. Father, I pray that you would show us how to support this ministry as it blossoms, as it blooms, as it, as it impacts lives that ultimately are going to uh, impact our community and our world in every way. Father, I praise you for this. I pray that you would protect them. I pray you put a hedge of protection around them, that you would keep the evil one from them, and that you, would, that you would clear their path as they go forward honoring you. And I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
4: All right. If it pleases the court, I'd like to say a little bit of something about John's message. Congratulations to Mike and Elaine one more time, guys. <clears throat> to John to what John was talking about today about the tithe I uh one thing that it comes down to that this is what the lord has told me many a times over it's not about the money again john said that but it's about your heart okay he doesn't want your money he wants your heart trust me just to, to do what i say i'll do trust me give me your heart and if you want to get right down to the nuts and bolts of it jesus tells us whenever somebody slaps us across the cheek that we should turn and give him the other cheek who's going to do that in this room Yeah, no hands going up. So you telling me I can be obedient by writing a check or letting this dude slap me in the face, I'm going to start with writing a check. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) I'm just saying that's a good place to start as far as obedience goes. It's about our heart, guys. It ain't about the money. He just wants you to trust him with everything that he's given you. Trust me. Give some of that back to me. Mm -hmm. Give me your heart. Do not serve that money. Serve me. I'm where that money comes from
0: with me, please. Father, we all want to thank you today, and we we all want you to know that we all love you, and we appreciate everything you do for us each and every day. We appreciate the blessings that you bestow upon us. We appreciate the blessings we sometimes overlook. Father, we, we ask for your forgiveness of our sins. We ask for your blessings for our church and our community and our country. Bless our leaders. Most of all, Father, we want to thank you for your son thank you for the chance that you have given us to have a home with you hereafter and father we ask these things in Christ's holy name amen